bringing you the latest research, tools, and common sense tips you need to get and stay healthy. It's Talk Healthy Today. Here's Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Foodie Friday, and I am so excited to have Dina Rose, PhD. We're going to be talking about her book, It's Not About the Broccoli, Three Habits to Teach Your Kids for a Lifetime of Healthy Eating, and her fantastic, you can hear me picking it up, uh, the Happy Bite Company Super Food Explorer Kit. Discover food one poke, rattle, sniff, slurp at a time. Hello there, Dina. Welcome to the show. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you on. Let's start with the book. And then I want to get to the Food Explorer Kit because I have a 13-year-old daughter and every day I I get at least two or three books and every time she's disappointed until there seems like something that she would be interested in. So she was super excited, even though I'm lucky because she'll try, she literally will try anything. And I was the pickiest kid on earth. So I don't know, this was amazing, but she's still super excited. She's like, find something I haven't tried yet. I want to use this kit. Even though she's older, she's really excited about it. All right, so jump into it's not about the broccoli uh i first of all i was so sorry to hear about your mother you write in the book that she passed away when you were five months pregnant and you talk about her her struggle with food her entire life and how she passed on that struggle to you and and you talked about poor body image and out of control snacking so how did you get from there to here and tell us a little bit about that struggle that you went through yourself and what it was like for you with your mother Yeah, I mean, food and body image and weight were such a huge part of my growing up. And, you know, not necessarily in a positive way, but as you say, my mother struggled with this her entire life. And when people look at me, they just see a a nice, slim, healthy-looking woman because they can't really see what goes on inside my brain. (laughs) Fortunately, Mm -hmm. we can keep some of these things to ourselves. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, right? (laughs) But Mm -hmm. when my daughter was born... I was just, as we all are, we want our kids to have a better life than we have and to not have the struggles that we have. And so I was just really obsessed with the question about how do you teach healthy eating habits? And I knew that it had to do with habits, not about nutrition, mostly because I'm a sociologist and that's that's the lens that I see the world through. But as I was around more and more parents who were struggling to figure this out, what I realized is that when we focus on nutrition, when we're really keeping our eye on the food and the qualities of the foods, sometimes we forget to look at the behavior. So, for instance, you know, we might feed our child the same couple of foods every day, which most of us do because they meet the bare minimum of nutrition requirements, not really noticing that one of the things that we're teaching them is to eat a monotonous, not a varied diet. So I started to really explore this idea about habits and, and how you teach habits to kids. And, 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 you know, boom, this is how I ended up with it. It's not about the broccoli because it's not really about the food. It's about the interactions with your child. Oh, see, that is brilliant because I definitely feel like I, I needed this book. And even yesterday, my my daughter was like melting down. She was really upset. She's like, all the kids at school get juice. I already feel different enough. And why do I? Because she's, well, it's funny because she's, um, she's on the autism spectrum, very high functioning, and she has some other issues. But she goes to a school now where all the kids have similar issues. But she still, she's like, I still feel different 
not like I did at the public school, but because you won't let me have juice. Why are you such a darn health nut? You know, and I didn't mean to laugh at this way. She said, I was like, blame my mother. So my mother was a total health nut and she would hide food. She would, I remember now my husband thinks I made these up, but I didn't. They were called space food sticks. And in the 1970s, they were really good. And they're basically like long Tootsie Rolls, you know, the whole like astronaut thing and everybody, you know, tan right, and all sure. that. Anyway, so, so I used to sneak them out of her closet. And it, you know, it, it developed bad habits for me. I used to hide Girl Scout cookies in my room and I've had an issues with, with food as well. And so what I do with my daughter is I didn't want to be that way. So I buy her the cookies with five ingredients instead of 35. And I try to keep her away from, you know, the, the artificials and all that. But it can be really tough when everybody else is having it and you're focusing on the nutrients. Like yesterday, my husband took her out and he let her get out to lunch. They have father-daughter um, day every Sunday. And he let her get two apple juices and a lemonade and a dessert. I'm like, are you insane? That's like 500 grams of sugar. Like I flip my <laughs> lid. And, you know, but that is a lot of sugar. People don't realize, you know, the fruit sugar, especially. But see, I'm getting back on the nutrition. So help me break this. Because <laughs> I was right. Really well, first of all, I just like, want to say that I... <laughs> I also have a husband who, like, goes to town on giving out the sweets and, <laughs> and treats. <laughs> and one time when my daughter was, our daughter was little, I said to him, you know, she thinks of you as the sweet and treat guy. <laughs> and he's like, no, she yeah. doesn't. And he asked her, and she was still in that honest phase of life, and she said, yeah, I do. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, that can be a problem. Um, yes. But the thing about about um, your daughter's story, which I just I just think it's you know it's terrific, and I think a lot of people can really relate to it, is this: first of all, we do need to teach our kids about being different, and that's that is a lifelong lesson that we can all benefit from learning. So I think that that has to stay on the side, and just be aware that when children express their frustration about being different, that we need to work on what that lesson is. But let's get yes. back to the juice. So yeah. <laughs> the thing that, and the cookies, right? Because we have to talk about those cookies. So I think that oh, five yeah. ingredient cookies are better for your kids than, you know, 27 ingredient cookies when you can't even, you know, pronounce the ingredients in those cookies. <laughs> but only if your kids like the five ingredient cookies, because the real message and lesson that kids need to learn about cookies and about juice and all the other things that you mentioned is how to fit them into a healthy diet in a way that works. And they can't do that if we're overly controlling those foods. So mm. it would be better for a child to eat a really junky cookie but be satisfied with whatever the right ratio is, let's say, you know, one or two cookies in the day or, you know, sweets and treats only a couple times a week than to eat the healthier, quote unquote, healthier cookies, but overindulge in them. And so one of the yeah, things that we point. want to fight against is like this feeling that they're deprived of dessert. I, I can call, you know, you've heard about food insecurity where people don't really know where their next meal is coming from. Well, sometimes if we over control sweets and treats, kids get into a sort of desperate dessert insecurity. And that leads to the overconsumption that you said happened with your husband yesterday and with uh, hoarding or you being secret. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we have to stop controlling and start thinking, well, how do I teach my 
child, even when they're very little, two and three, they can learn, well, I can have I can have a treat today, but I get to choose when it is. So we give them some measure of control. But we teach the larger lesson of eating, and that's how habits develop. Oh, I completely agree. Well, we'll break this down for us. How do we teach these habits? What are some tools? Well, for one, we have to talk about them. Most of our yeah. parenting in outside the food world, we talk to our kids. So when we're trying to teach them how to get dressed, for instance, or um, you know, when you when you think about if you break down dressing, you know, there's there's the idea about your limbs and what clothes cover those limbs, and then there's the technical skills about zippers and buttons and things like that. But then there's also decision making, and that's how we end up not wearing bathing suits to weddings and things like that. Um, <laughs> Um, so we teach all of those things out loud. We don't just say, well, my child is going to learn how to get dressed by watching me wear clothes. So we need to bring the same approach to eating. So instead of just thinking that if I, uh, show them how often to eat sweets and treats by controlling it, that they'll learn it. Or if they see me eating salad, they'll learn it. We have to start talking about these things out loud. So for instance, if we want our children to be able to control sweets and treats in the buffet of junk that's out there, we want to give them a couple of skills. One, we need to give them guidelines about how frequently in the day you put these things into a healthy diet. So they need to have some specific guidelines. They need to sometimes suffer the consequences if I had my cookie early in the day, which happens, by the way, if you give your kids some choice about when they have their junk. So if you have your cookie early in the day, maybe later in the day when someone else is having cookies or ice cream or something, you have to pass that up because you already had yours. Of course, that opens up another can of worms, and we need to talk about not being too harsh about that because this is a learning curve. But nonetheless, that's the idea. So we have to give them those kinds of consequences about making choices. Uh, We might want to teach the lesson, this is a big one at Halloween, by the way, which is eat Mm. the candy that you love, not the candy that you have. (laughs) Yes. So do you really enjoy it? So there are all sorts of lessons like that. And what we need to do is either read something like, you know, my book, which, which outlines what the ideas are, or just think about in your own head, how do I make these decisions as an adult? What are the things that I think of? And then we need to tell our kids that. There was some really interesting research about buffets, by the way, and we can think of the world as a big buffet, that there are two kinds of people who go through buffets, and you know these people. There's the, the person who checks out the whole buffet, and there's the person who loads up from the beginning. Yeah. And the research shows that the person who loads up from the beginning keeps putting more and more food on his or her plate because you see the first item, ooh, I love that. And then you see the second item, ooh, I love that too. And you just keep loading up until you have this huge plate of food. Where the other person who looks at the buffet and says, oh, yeah, that's good, that's good. Oh, wait, I like that. Then they can go back to the buffet and pick the food they love, right? Eat the food you love, not the food that's there. So we can teach our kids that. We can say, let's think about the food that's going to be coming today because we're going over to grandma's house. So do you want to start today with 
the you know the the food the you, know, you want to have your cookie in the morning or do you want to wait when we go to grandma's house there's going to be pie or ice cream or something like that kids don't have that big perspective especially young kids and we need to teach them those skills more with Lisa Davis coming up. Now you know a healthy lifestyle will always require some level of commitment. You have to make time for exercise, to de-stress, and of course, to eat right. That's why I love getting meal kit delivery from Sunbasket. With Sunbasket, it's easier to lead a healthy lifestyle because I know I've got healthy, delicious meals covered. Now just in the last few weeks, I prepared Carrizo chili, Tuscan vegetable soup, two bean enchiladas, Saigon beef sliders, and just delivered right to my doorstep Yucatan turkey chile verde and roasted paprika chicken and I can't stress this enough Sunbasket features organic and clean ingredients and each delicious easy to prepare meal is ready in about 30 minutes making healthy cooking easy and convenient for any busy lifestyle and for any dietary needs or preferences including paleo gluten-free lean and clean vegan Mediterranean and there's a family option too now I get the meal kit and yes you get the veggies you get the meat you get the sauces you get the spices it's all in the kit and i gotta tell you it's kind of fun too so go to sunbasket.com slash talk healthy to learn more and get 35 dollars off your first order that's sunbasket.com slash talk healthy for 35 dollars off sunbasket.com slash talk healthy and Talk Healthy Today is brought to you by Health IQ, an insurance company that helps health-conscious people like runners, cyclists, weightlifters, and vegetarians get lower rates on their life insurance. That's pretty cool. And I'm not kidding about this. Health IQ can save you up to 33% because physically active people have a 56% lower risk of heart disease, 20% lower risk of cancer, and a 58% lower risk of diabetes compared to people who are inactive. And these savings are exclusive to Health IQ. Now, you have to qualify by taking a Health IQ quiz or other lifestyle quizzes like the Cycling IQ or Running IQ quiz. You can also get additional savings by submitting actual data such as race results and health iq doesn't just take this info and pass it on to an insurer they are with you every step of the way from interest to application through underwriting to the final policy enforcement this is really cool now by being healthy you not only live a better life but you can now also pay less for insurance to see if you qualify get your free quote today at healthiq.com slash talk healthy today or just mention the promo code talk healthy today when you talk to a health iq agent once again check this out it's really cool just go to healthiq.com slash talk healthy today. Now back to Lisa Davis. I completely agree. You know what I like to do? Although I haven't been to a buffet in years, but uh, we used to go to one when I was a kid called the Royal Fork and we'd go there for Thanksgiving, meet relatives and stuff. So my mom never liked to cook. And so I, I would, as a kid, I don't even remember, but as an adult, I think what I would do is I would take a little bit of what I think I would like, and then I would eat that. And then the other thing I know that I did as a kid is if there was one thing that I loved, like that was all that was on my plate. <laughs> I would just like eat. Yeah. As but, right. But that's okay. Yeah. And actually, you know, a lot of people at Halloween 
write and complain about their kids. Imagine young kids who this is like their first Halloween where they're really conscious of the candy because, you know, forget the infant years when mom and dad are just piling up for them. (laughs) (laughs) So-called for the kids, right? Um, (laughs) But but they're young. They're sort of three or whatever. and, And they've dumped their candy out on the floor and they're opening up each little candy and they're taking a bite and then throwing the candy off to the side. A lot of parents complain to me about that. And I always say, let's encourage kids to do that because what they're saying is, I've never seen these candies before. I want to see what they all taste like. And it's a great learning opportunity. First of all, you got to think about those all as new foods. And that's a great way to encourage kids to explore things they've never tasted before. But that's the same technique that you just described at the buffet. So I always encouraged my daughter to go to the buffet, especially the ones that have all those desserts, <laughs> you know, and mm. each one looks better than the next. So, <laughs> so go take a little sliver, let's do a taste test, and then go back and take the one you like. That's a real-life skill that will benefit kids both in the short term and the long term. And that's why it's not about the broccoli, it's not about the food, it's about the skills that we bring to making food choices. Oh, I agree. And by the way, my daughter loves Kit Kats. And so that's what Uh she takes and everything else we throw away. So that works for (laughs) for us. Now, uh, I want to talk briefly about these uh, wonderful three basic eating habits. You have to come back. There's so much more to talk about, but I want to make sure we get to your super food explorer kit. You've got proportion, variety and moderation. Just say a little bit quickly about each one. And then I got to have you back because you're fabulous. (laughs) Well, I'd love to come back anytime. So yeah. there are three habits that translate nutrition into behavior. I did not make these up, by the way. These are the foundation of the original food pyramid. So it's proportion, which is eating the healthier stuff more than everything else. It's really about ratios. Variety, which is just eating different foods from day to day. Parents get hung up because they think that means new foods, but you can do variety mm. with just mixing up the foods your kids already eat. I call that the rotation rule. And moderation is really about portion size. But if you think about what that means, that means eating when you're hungry, stopping when you're full, and not eating because you're bored, sad, or lonely. So instead of just getting fixated on what, what kids eat, we need to think about the whole you know, shebang, all three habits, which are you know, what, where, why, how, much, and, you know, what are your reasons for eating and all that stuff. And, and that's what translates nutrition into good eating habits. Well, everyone should definitely get this book. It's not about the broccoli. It's so good. All right. Let's jump into your the Happy Bite Company Superfood Explorer Kit. Discover food one poke, rattle, sniff, slurp at a time. So I open this up. You probably hear it. And you've got all these great things. You have like what looks like a little almost ice tray kind of thing. Hold on. I just dropped it. <laughs> You know, where you can like put that's, stuff in that's and how you, small it you've is. got little pokers. Yeah, it's really small. And then you can, you've got this whole thing with like little spoons and little cups. And so what's great is let's say, an, you know, you give a piece of avocado and they might say, oh, I don't like that. But then they're able to, there's a, there's a magnifying glass, which is super fun. You get to look like you're a detective. And then you've got all these great things and you can poke it and you can touch it and just tell us everything. It's really fun. Yes. I mean, the Explorer Kit is, I'm just really proud of it. And it came out of um, years of talking to parents and pediatricians and early childhood educators and trying to explain that 
what we have to do is separate out eating from exploring and stop putting pressure on kids to eat foods when they're really just in the exploration phase. And people would always say to me, well, that's what I do. I just say, just taste it. And if you don't like it, you don't, you don't have to eat it. And I would always come back and say, but that's actually putting eating and exploring together because children hear that as, well, if I do like it, I am going to have to eat it. And that doesn't make sense as a problem for adults because we think, well, if you like it, aren't you going to want to eat it? <laughs> but for kids who might be in a struggle or might be scared or might have um, sensory issues or whatever, just the prospect of having to eat food um, will make them not really taste it. And sure, some of those kids will pop the food in their mouth because they want to be good kids, but they're not really experiencing it. So what we do in the Explorer Kit is we give parents the tools to really see what exploration is and how that can engage children's natural curiosity. So like you said, there's this little tray that encourages parents to use a pea-sized sample of food. And then we say, look, kids have five senses. Let's explore using the sense that they're comfortable with. So for foods that are really challenging or for kids who are really resistant, they might just want to look at food for a little while and describe it. Or they might want to poke it or sniff it or rattle it or something like that well before they put it in their mouth to give it a taste. So it's a little bit like a science experiment, except it's not really sciencey. It's just kind of fun. And <laughs> not that science mm-hmm. is not fun. Um, <laughs> and, and it comes with a book that is really the whole key to the whole thing, which is there are lots of different ways of exploring food. And as parents, we are just not well-versed in this. So we are just accustomed to saying, well, do you like it? But if you start thinking about the senses, we can describe something. We can compare it to to something else. We can rate it. We can say, which one of these foods is the sweetest or which one is the tartest or something like that. So we can rate it and we can rank it. There are lots of different ways to start engaging with food. And the book comes with a list of words that we can use to describe food because even push comes to shove, I have a hard time beyond, like, is it sweet or crunchy? <laughs> and you might need the list there to realize, is it lemony? Is it garlicky? Is it, yes. you know, bumpy or, or whatever? So that kids, what they do when they are exploring is they are building up their database of food facts so that the next time when they're ready to start exploring foods, they become comfortable exploring, and then they want to get ready to eat they can make predictions about what something's going to be like because that's what we do. I mean, think about the last time you were at a restaurant or at a friend's house and they were serving something that you had never been exposed to before. You look at it, you think, uh, does it look spicy? Does it look bland? Does it look crunchy? If you can't fit it into your head about what it's going to be like, you might ask. Like we do that with fish all the time. Is it a flaky fish? Is it a steaky fish? Is it a fishy fish? Is it a white fish? so that we have some preparation before we pop it in our mouths. And that's what we need to give kids because they're kind of going into this whole eating thing blind. And so some kids are more adventurous than others naturally, but others need a little bit of practice. And this idea that we keep telling parents, you know, just put it on the plate 10 times or 15 times and one day they'll eat it. 
you know, works for those more adventurous kids, but not for all the other kids. Those other kids need more directed practice. Yeah, and this is a perfect solution. I think it's wonderful. And I'm glad you mentioned sensory issues because there are some kids uh, that do have certain textures really bother them. So I would think that this would kind of help them because they're able to break it down more and explore it more and it makes it more fun. I'm not going to say their sensory issues are going to go away. I mean, my daughter has sensory issues, but just in terms of that curiosity might make it more less uncomfortable, if you know what I'm saying, if I'm saying that correctly. Yeah, because, you know, as parents, we want to protect our kids from things that make them uncomfortable. And so a lot of us are inclined, if our children have sensory issues, is to avoid those very foods. So if Mm -hmm. I if I have trouble with texture, I'm going to feed my child, you know, smooth foods. But that just exacerbates the problem. And so what we need to do is think about this kind of like, if my child was having trouble reading, what would I do? I wouldn't say, oh, well, you don't have to learn to read. <laughs> we would say, well, let's, let's practice on identifying letters until you're really good at that. Let's now sound them out until you're really good at that. So we can do the same thing. If it's, It doesn't matter whether we're talking about the way something smells or the way something you know, feels. We can break it down and start helping our kids practice being exposed to those senses. And like you said, they might never completely get over it, but that doesn't mean they can't learn to handle it. Yeah, you are just phenomenal. I'm loving this book. I'm loving our interview, The Kit. It's not about the broccoli. Three Habits to Teach Your Kids for a Lifetime of Healthy Eating. Dina Rose, PhD. And I think it's so cool you're a sociologist. I love sociology in college. I thought it was the best. And I ended up getting an undergrad in anthropology. I don't know why. I should have studied sociology. Uh, And then I got a master's in public health. (laughs) But I really do love sociology. So, Dina, tell us all the ways we can learn more about you. So the, the easiest way to get in touch with me or to learn about my work and approach is on my website, which is itsnotaboutnutrition.com. And you can find out more about the kit on the website, but there's also hundreds of, of articles that I've written about all the topics we've talked about today. And of course, the book, It's Not About the Broccoli, is available wherever books are sold. And I love the cover. You've got three ice cream cones and one of them you have broccoli and one you have grapes and then one you have like soft served ice cream, chocolate and vanilla swirl. That looks good. All right, Dina, thank you so much for coming on the show. I look forward to having you back. Thank you so much for listening to Talk Healthy today. I love Foodie Friday. Check us out on social media on Twitter and Snapchat at Talk Healthy, the number two day. Check me out, Health Media Gal 1 and keep listening. Love having you. Thanks a lot and take care.